Lally Ho, and welcome to another episode of Charlian Dropouts, a good Final Fantasy XIV podcast for bad academics. I'm your host for today, Victor Hunter, and we have a very special episode lined up for you folks. But before we get to that, let's introduce our panel of eligible bachelorettes. She hates long walks on the beach, but loves long hair on her dragoons. Please welcome bachelorette number one, Nadia Oxford. Say hello, Nadia. Hey, I like long walks. <laughs> I'm always making trouble going through long walks through Toronto's ravines where you're not supposed to go, but uh, uh, it's fun. It's very fairy tale esque except for the garbage. Sure, yeah. You, you, you live in a nice neighborhood, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love my uh, yeah, neighborhood. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a good spot. How you doing, Nadia? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, how you doing? Getting over COVID and uh, just I'm at the stage where I'm blowing my nose every two seconds and I still can't really, I'm, I'm kind of missing still like 10% of my taste and smell, but otherwise I'm hunky-dory. Oh, good. Great. Good to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what you have in store for us on this very special episode. Oh, I think you'll be surprised by at least one of my, uh, at least one of my picks. I'll, I'm not going to pretend the other two won't surprise you at all. Excellent. All right, our next contestant, his warrior of light, looks a lot like him in real life, but let's make sure that his love life isn't also self-insert, if you know what I mean. Please welcome bachelorette number two, Mike Williams. I, I was wondering where that one was going, uh, but I, you, brought it, you brought it in. It's, it's all good. Okay. Uh, hello. A little onanism uh, humor. <laughs> Get us all in the mood. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, are, are, like in the conceptual idea of what we're doing here, are you in a suit? Like, are yes. you over here, over on the uh, side in a suit? You're standing. Uh, well, guys. I'm on the side in a bedazzled suit uh, with a garish tie, and then I am also sitting amongst you on the panel as well. So. Just okay, so I was wondering that. if this was like a like a the dating game kind of thing. It, it is know, exactly a dating game kind of thing, yeah. Okay, but you also sit with us. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, we're, yes. we're setting the scene. This yes. is about the, theater of the mind. Podcasting is a, such a magical medium when you really think about it. The only limit is your imagination. Exactly. The and only limit is yourself. <laughs> Last but not least... His warrior of light is named Asuka. So let's find him his unit number two before he goes beast mode. Please welcome bachelorette number three, Eric Van Allen. <laughs> you can't just expose how, like, base I went for naming my warrior of light like that. You can't just do that. That's an attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is an attack on me. You broke my AT field. <laughs> uh, one step closer to just a big... Big pile of orange goo, all of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how, that's how this podcast ends is the third impact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all know it was coming. Yeah. I deny yeah. it. The final angel was Final Fantasy fourteen waifus and husbandos. We knew I mean, it all along. Listen, I'm not going to give anything away, but I got a pick that's getting kind of close. So <laughs> uh, how, how are you, Eric? Oh, I'm living. I'm getting okay. through it. It's it's not any easier uh, given the fact that you made me basically uh, choose my favorites amongst my favorites this week. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the daunting task you laid out for us with this pod with the podcast. So, yeah, it's a know. it's a regular Sophie's choice up here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
It's uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see not not only who everybody's picks are, but who 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 got left behind. Now that we have the four of us, we've got a light party. So let's get on with the show. <laughs> I love love is in the air, and what better way to celebrate than with the Charlian Dropouts Valentine's Day special? That's right. This year, each of our bachelorettes has brought three absolute smoke shows to the table so we can create the definitive list of Final Fantasy XIV's top 12 hotties. Once we've discussed our 12 candidates, our bachelorettes will rank them individually during our commercial break, and using the Blood God Studios patented Thoughtometer, we'll tabulate who exactly is Eorzea's most bankable slam piece. So without further ado, it's time to tell on ourselves real bad. Let the submissions begin. Ooh, submission. Damn, we picking subs? <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms uh, only. That, that, Bottoms only. Again, again. Did I not did I not mention? Yes. Um, uh, v- Victor was talking about telling on yourselves. Come on, Eric. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna be going around. The circle, giving each of our picks. Uh, let's start with Mike. I want to see uh, who, who is your bachelor number one. Uh, I'm going to give away a freebie. This is a quick one. Uh, you were talking about slam pieces, uh, and <laughs> I am going to automatically upload this to our little chat. Uh, mm. Our, our oh, brand yeah. new entry. Oh, our sister, oh, yeah, the goddess yeah, yeah. Nofaka. Um, Absolutely. I mean, just. I, I see mean, you are yeah. worshiping her there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah. You you didn't. There's there's some effort that went into this photo shoot you've got going. This is quite lovely. I did. I did. I, I put in effort. I went out there. I I g posed. Uh, I, I did not uh, uh, g shade, unfortunately, because the current controversy but, uh, <laughs> and sure. I haven't switched over to reshade but uh, you know, I went out there uh, and made, so, made some shots for my choices What, uh, Mike I gotta know what, what is it about Nafika what, what could possibly be wh- why her of all of all people I'd, give I'd, you say, I'd say impact <laughs> right because she's the first <laughs> goddess of the latest alliance raid the first encounter and there's just a lot of impact there. A lot of sure. like you immediately understand where like the writers and the artists were coming from. Yeah, impact. Mm. Like like being hit by a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just like put in the Monty Python clip? Like she's got huge trucks of land. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's it's definitely that moment uh, where you know you start up the raid and you're like, oh, I see what we're focusing on here. Like you, we all know what's happening here collectively in our 24 man and all of the people at Square Enix and the FF14 team. We see what's what's happening here. Sure. Are you a um, <clears throat> are are you a, are you a person who has ever really cared about? the the 12 sort of up until now like is that is that ever has your patron deity ever been anything to you no 
No, yeah. I actually yeah. don't remember. So I'm, I, I just put in my birthday. As as Victor brings up, my character is literally just me. Um, <laughs> I love so, that so I just put in my birthday. So whatever November is, that's my deity. And I've never thought about it at all. Uh, I don't think they. I don't know if they track um, with uh, with uh, the the birthdays at all. You can no, pick them independent. No. So no. so you uh, yeah you're not limited to to uh, an astrological. Uh, I have no idea who I picked. That's that's <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> I like uh, that. Do, do do you guys know who who you picked at the beginning? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I'm yeah. I'm very very uh, Memphina. Yeah. Of so course. in fact, my warrior of light Azaltov canonically in my head canon anyway is a devout worshiper of her and her doggo mm-hmm. yeah. and uh yeah just uh getting to fight her in the raid like that was a great raid like the ones mike mike's talking about like yeah i absolutely love that fight with uh mefina i love her song which is basically mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. keeper of the moon love song and uh, yeah. i'm actually really really into it can't wait for the next part of the raid yeah mine is halone and alone was actually a near miss for me on this list. Uh, absolutely like my personal favorite fight of that last raid and uh, was really cool. I was like, you know, I like the idea of the God, but getting to see them in person, mm-hmm. see them represented and also like dive into the mythology around them, how they're shaped by the ways people believe in them and stuff like that was was really cool and definitely like made those you know, into characters that I think are, are actual characters now and not just like, yeah, I don't sure. know, esoteric yeah. concepts. And we uh, got to see huge boobs. Uh, so <laughs> Good, someone finally said it. <laughs> okay, broke the seal. Hey, All right. Hey, hey, uh, there's so much more plot to this. <laughs> uh, so Nadia, uh, give us your bachelor number one. Uh, I went for Grahatia, of course. Um, I have am a very vocal Grahatia fan, and would you like me to explain why? I suppose. Yeah, go for it. What do you What do you love about this uh, obviously lovable fella? Our lovable little kitty cat. Well, the, the th- one thing I love about Final Fantasy fourteen in general is that, like, with the with the Mikote, the females are all like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm so sexy. I'm a cat girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah." But it's the males who are actually cats and they're stupid as hell because of it. Like, if mm. you turn on a vacuum cleaner, every male Makote in the vicinity would piss his pants and run because mm. he's a cat. They're all just cats. So the thing with Graha is he's that. He's that little kind of adorable, uh, you know, go get him Makote male, seeker of the sun. But he's also very, um, he has a, a, a deep sense of wonder, like a boyish sense of wonder that's never erased, even though like he goes through probably some of the hardest stuff in in Final Fantasy XIV in general. Like he's, He goes through the Eighth Umbral Calamity. Uh, of course, he's the Exarch on the first, and he's got to build up a whole society from people who are like struggling to survive in a terrible apocalypse, which is just ongoing. And uh, he has to just basically endure so much that when you take him to the dead ends he he's actually deeply affected by it if you take him in a party duty he's uh he's just kind of like you know how could anyone lose hope how could anyone lose it just can't happen it just can't happen but it does happen that's the whole point of the dead ends but yeah he's just very um just very capable very cute very very unflappable no matter what happens i love characters who are just like okay they've been through terrible times but you know what? Life sometimes sucks, but you got to pick up and you got to keep going. So, 
that's that's my cell. Also, he's very cute in his new Scion outfit. I have to say, he's just stupidly adorable in that thing. He looks great. Uh, I'll say that Graha didn't really make an impact on me in no. Crystal Tower. Like it wasn't until after Shadowbringers, right. mm-hmm. yeah, of course, that Graha was like an interesting character. Like there was a lot of stuff that was happening in the Crystal Tower. Like he is one of mm-hmm. those characters who if you have not played like there is a whole bunch of characters who if you have not played these any of the raids like you just happen to miss them in leveling up then you do not know who any of these characters are Mm -hmm. uh graha was one of them which is why they forced people to Mm -hmm. finish crystal tower Mm -hmm. um but i i like that particularly like him then well, that that also sort of plays into some of the stuff you get in Shadowbringers is like the scene where you can choose to shout his name and like mm. the fact that you recognize him means a lot to him. There's like this this element of of I know I was just a, a side character in some side content once ages ago and like like me day or like. Uh, 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 any of the other, I'm thinking like Leofard or like any of the other like main NPCs from side content. Uh, I'm sure 85% of players forget their names or who they were, but but Grahatia gets this really nice moment of acknowledgement and appreciation, and and it it feels like um a nod to the idea that any npc has the potential to be mm-hmm. a, a compelling character and, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I i like how they sort of included that in his personality in his arc i also like how uh just briefly he was uh, i can't remember the name of where he came from you know this victor right where he was born corvos uh, corvos that's it yeah uh and when the uh garleans invaded they kind of took him to charlie and like left him there because they, they, I think they fled, or they were going, or they stayed. But either way, like he was sent to to Charlene. and I just love the image of like young Grahatia in a box that says "Free Kitten" on the doorstep <laughs> of Charlene. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm also I'm also a, a, a huge Final Fantasy three fan. So Crystal Tower stuff was was I was very very into it. Um, and there there's some stuff I'm I'm hoping that with the new Deep Dungeon. Um, we're, we're, there, there's potential there to possibly be seeing some more about, uh, Graha's, uh, lineage and, um, cause there's, he's a descendant of an NPC from FF3 that we haven't seen a ton of, uh, that right. would be pretty compelling to have as, as sort of a, a, a little arc for, for that deep dungeon. So, yeah. Eric. Want to give us your bachelor number one? Yeah, I had to think about which one I was going to go with first because not that I'm, you know, playing the table and seeing what everybody else picks, but obviously there are going to be a few that I imagine we might overlap on. So for mine, I decided to go with what was probably the first character that I really latched onto in this game. Uh, and it is the one, the only Yugiri from. Uh, <gasps> I mean, I think she's introduced in the Realm Reborn post patches. Yeah. Um, was was she how is. they introduced Ra, I believe. 
Uh, I read that somewhere in a yeah. manual once. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, ends up playing a very pivotal role in Stormblood, which uh, you might be surprised by how Stormblood packed my list is. <laughs> but uh, I like Yugiri a lot. I think she represents a tonal shift for the game for me um, towards stories that are more about people and how people are affected by uh, the ongoings in in Final Fantasy 14, I think up to that point, you'd had a lot of like, oh, primals are bad. Primals cause problems. Primals could eat everybody. I don't know. But here you have an actual like human person as the representative of this uh, refugee contingent who is trying to uh, escape conflict and find a home. And her introduction's amazing. The whole idea of, uh, you know, figuring out how to deal with her people and getting to know her throughout that entire uh, experience is great. And I think once you get into Stormblood and start diving into her actual character, uh, she's fantastic. I think that conversation you have by the lakeside near around the time that you take the castle back is absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, awesome kick-ass Aura like ninja assassin. Like what more could you want? Yeah, she's pretty capable. She rules. I, oh, what a great pick. I'm so happy. <laughs> I I promise not all my picks are super obscure, but uh, yeah. Mm. There, there's like one or two other people that are on the table that are definitely like, I thought for sure gimmies and maybe we'll get around to, to yeah. some of those in, in the next round. But uh, do you do you play ninja at all? I do not play Ninja. I have wanted to because it sounds like way too confusing in a way that I would enjoy. So uh, I I am simple brained and play Dragoon. I I have one rotation and it makes the brain go burr. So uh, I've thought about switching it up to try and, you know, do something a little bit more demanding. But then my brain cells are like, no, no, go back to the good. Go back to the only thing we know. Yeah. Ninja is one of those jobs that that feels fast, like you feel ninja e. Uh, you know, it's yeah. Uh, also, I'm I'm doing a really bad job as host, uh, Eric. Now, <laughs> where would you take Yugiri on a first date? Oh, mm, we go to um, Higashi, Higashi, um and and we get some i don't know like some dim sum or something we get like some dumplings maybe <laughs> and and just you know kind of watch the the ducks float on the river i think that'd be a real good time you know she's known war her whole life she's known strife her whole life i'd like to sit down and just have a quiet moment where we could chat and talk about peaceful things my first pick <clears throat> i can already tell i'm going to have some of the lesser known uh, <laughs> characters. You, you should see some of the characters I, I had to cut because I, w- I had to Google names for some of them. They were <laughs> deep cuts. Um, okay. My first pick. I, 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 all, I, all my picks sort of represent parts of the game uh, 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 on top of being uh, uh, to- total hotties. So um, I know... Everyone wants a big titty goth GF. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What about opposite of goth? But what about (laughs) a big titty moth GF? This is Penthesilea. What the hell is that? (laughs) I would not have sex with that thing. Are you kidding me? 
This is the queen of Eureka, Pyros. She's the final boss of the Pyros region. She is a void scent moth woman. And let me tell you, like moth to the flame am I to that body. Because I love this gal. This is why canonically Final Fantasy XIV has problems with characters having sex with void scent and making problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, we Victor, we, you're part of the problem. <laughs> we, we went we went in a whole different like we were like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then Vic was just like, Woo, just we're, But what if we're, Monster Girls? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, <laughs> she she's got attacks like dramatic flare. F-L-A-R-E. Uh, uh, that's pretty Throne good, kiss. Mm-hmm. Ardent caress. And center of convection. Oh, which says to me that this girl's a messy flirt who loves the drama. And I am into it. Did you have this art <laughs> on your computer already? Or did you have to look for it? <laughs> it, it was within reach. Okay. Okay. Uh, I knew... Uh, in, in honor of uh, in honor of the Gridanian goldsmith, who has been mm. featured in all of the Endwalker patches in little corners somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> cute. Uh, I knew I had to pick a void scent um, for at least one of my picks, so I had to go with a true hottie, <laughs> mm. Penthesilea. And listen, I've spent so much time in Eureka. There's, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a Stockholm Syndrome element here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say Eureka does melt the brain to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, um, it, it, just as long as you don't like bring up like Titan and talk about pounding. <laughs> how, how rude. Mike, this is a classy show. We will not be taking anything in such a blue direction. Just my one joke about you jerking off and that's it. <laughs> I was going to say, Victor sitting over here sweating, watching the summon footage from Final Fantasy 15 of like <laughs> Titan running in and slamming the ground. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Who do we want? Um, let's hear Nadia's bachelor number two. Very well. My next bachelor, um, I'm just going to go right ahead and steal Amaric. And mm. I apologize mm. if I took it from anyone. But um, yeah, Amaric is basically... He is so easy to like because he is, um, he knows how good he is, but he doesn't say it unless he absolutely has to. He has that line where he says, you know who gets into positions of power? People with good breeding. You know what? I am not, I am not a person with good breeding. Like he is basically like the most controversial bastard in Ishgard. There's a lot of, there's a lot of controversial bastards running around Ishgard, but he's like the son of the priest, uh, of dragons or whatever you want to call him, uh, Ishgardian church. So he had like a really hard path upwards, but he took it and he's always just has this real calm demeanor around him. That's so relaxing. Like he will not freak out. Like he can't freak out like during certain events um, after the dragon song war. And when they're trying to patch things up between humans and dragons, which wouldn't have happened without him. uh, Events went down and he just kind of kept his head and fired back when he had to. He is someone who clearly hates his position of power. He doesn't want to stay in his stuff. He anywhere like church or anything like that or in a, an office but he he loves Ishgard so much that he does it because he knows that it needs really really a, a certain kind of touch of leadership which is something that you learn actually in um, the I can't remember which 
job quest it was. It was one where you go to Ishgard in Endwalker because, or after Endwalker, because um, basically they're having trouble separating church from state. So it's it's it's, it's Emric who kind of takes the four there and says, "Hey, we got to sort this out." And you do, which is nice. But yeah, he's just uh, really, really capable, really convicted, really convincing. And every time he says, "You underestimate me in the vault," I get pregnant. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, listen. I think this is a great pick. Uh, but Nadia, you've lined up a date with Emmerich. What mount are you picking him up in? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I want, oh, uh, mm. I, is the draft chocobo a two-seater? Because maybe it would just be an old-fashioned draft chocobo, which I don't have, though. So I don't know. Maybe I just steal Noctis's car and uh, pick him up in that. But that would be too flashy for him. So, hmm. Yeah, the streets, the streets of Ishgard aren't uh, aren't exactly paved for uh, vehicle use either. <laughs> the yeah. Damn cobblestones. <laughs> yeah. The correct answer for 100 points is America himself. Da, da, da. Hey. Oh, see, okay. I, I thought I was the only one who went there because the first thing that popped into my head was Estinian. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, I have a feeling whatever I pick Amarok up in, he'll be happy because he's just like so up on the warrior of light and just so deeply in love and can't express mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. he could do anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amarok, here's my Pinto. Get in. Love it. Mike, give us your bachelor number two. I'm going to bring up uh, Aaronville from uh, Endwalker. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our I love these pictures. One. Current only mm-hmm. representative uh, bunny man. Yes. Um, He's just very mysterious, knowledgeable, and world weary. Like, I, he's always hiding something, and he feels like one of those characters who, like, in the future, will be like, "Oh, here's a brand new region," and he'll be like, "Oh, hey guys, how are you doing? I've been here for a while. <laughs> I've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. You ever hear of Maristidia? It's pretty great here." And not only that, but he greets you with that accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very smooth, very mysterious. You can tell there's something. Something cooking behind uh, that cool, calm exterior, and also dark skinned. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't hey, say sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a very handsome bunny man. I am pro bunny man in this house. Yeah. He's he's very handsome. Uh, uh, I would travel with him very easily. Yeah. One one hundred percent. All right, Mike. Where do you take him out? Uh, it's, but it's it's your third date. You you still have to impress, but you're uh, you know you you know each other a little bit better at this point. Where are you taking him on your third date? To the thirteenth. That's right, to the <laughs> void. Because yes, Aaronville is uh, is a man that needs to see new sights, new sounds, yes. find mm-hmm. new things, mm-hmm. and very few people have gone to the void and survived. So the fact that we can, I think that that shoots me. If there are other prospective shooters, that would shoot the Warrior of Light to the top of the list immediately. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think so. It was agreed. a very compelling trip. Eric, what do you got for us? Bachelor number two. Well, I'm going to keep not just the, uh, you know, side, you know, lower tier NPC train going. I'm going to keep the bun train going. Bun uh, train. Say hello to We Met or We Met. One of three bun girls oh. that you meet oh. in Shadowbringers <laughs> in the Rock yeah. Tika Great Woods. And 
I love all of them, but we met is my favorite because she is the Lancer bun girl. Yes. So I am also a dragoon Lancer. So I get the vibe also like me. She just wants to fight people and (laughs) and no thoughts head empty charge into battle. She's the one that has to actively be told, hey, stop. We're trying to solve a problem here. And she's like, I just want to stab things with my lance. But then you get to know them. And I dig the story of them like preserving their culture in this forest, hiding out for so long. Uh, like I, I really dig the characters in this game that have a lot of reverence for where they live and, and where they are and uh, found a ton of that here in the Rock Tika Great Woods. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Fun girl. Easily. I felt so ripped off in the Rateka Great Woods, because there's a quest, a small one, where mm-hmm. you have to fetch sacred water because there's a baby bunny born, and they have to wash the tears with the sacred water. So I'm like, <gasps> so of course I go get the water, because I'm like, okay, okay, show me the bunny rabbit, show me the baby bunny. Like, of course you can't see him. I'm like, ah, you just don't want to make a model for it. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I want to see the baby, because I mean, baby, uh, uh, like a Viera are supposed to be very rare, so I wanted to see it. Eric, what are you going to get this girl for her birthday? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> don't get into that. That's terrible. Um, I don't know why, but I think, like, I don't know, something like, not a book. Do, do they make comic books in the world of 14? Like, like, do they make the equivalent of manga in in uh, in Final Fantasy 14? Does manga um, exist yet? Have they made are, it? There are, like, um, um, what do you call them? Uh, like, like short stories published in newspapers and things like that. Like, like, like serial, serial things um, published in papers. I would Uh, work with Alphano to create the first bottle manga in (laughs) the, in, in Eorzea and then would bring it to the first to give to we met. Cause I think she wants bottle manga. So sure. Yeah. I like it. As for myself, I'm going to get a little bit more grounded I've already revealed a, a certified freak. So we're going to mm. get a, a little Seven more. days a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We're going with... Uh, so so Penthesilea uh, represents Eureka. I've got to go to my other home away from home. We're going to Bosia, and I've chosen Isuld Covey. Okay. She is... Ooh, I like her. N- not only adorable with those boots... But she's she's one of Gunhilder's blades, which was sort of a a political move on the part of the Bosian resistance because there are the legendary blades of Gunhilder who were uh, in the in ancient Bosia they were the the warriors uh, who who protected the queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> saved her. You might even say saved the queen. Um, <laughs> But as sort of a way to bolster morale, um, the, the Bosnian resistance decides we want to create a faction uh, known as uh, Gunhilder's Blades to, to just stoke the, the fighting spirit. So they got some of their best warriors. Now, Isuld, uh, she always wanted to be a dancer. Uh, but in Bosnian culture, dancers are also expected to play an instrument. So they would pluck bowstrings as they danced. But because of military history of Bosnia, if you are a dancer, 
and you are playing bow strings, you are also expected to be able to know how to use that bow. So it, it makes dance sort of a martial art, and that, that's, that extends into Eorzea. We see that with the, um, the, the bards yeah. of, of Eorzea. Th- there are so many NPCs in Bosia, and the joke was that when you get their field notes... It's like an entire short story about these people. And during Shadowbringers, p- people joked that that all of these one-off NPCs in Save the Queen had literally more in-game backstory written about them than the Scions. Um, and it was true. We, we knew more about these people than some of the main characters of the game. I, I loved collecting the field notes. I liked learning more about these characters, especially when you start up a, a skirmish in Bosia and you see these NPCs run towards the battlefield and they all have battle flavor text and they all have rivalries with people on the the Imperial side. Mm-hmm. And um, she was part of a three-man unit. It's her and two, uh, two Hrothgar. How do I want to put this? <laughs> Listen, they have a lovely backstory and she she saves their unit uh, in, in in a fight with the Imperials. It's very lovely. They don't have a good ending. Um, <laughs> if you've if anyone has made it to the end of the Bosnian Southern Front, you know that most of Gunhilder's blades don't have a great time, which means that I lied. This chick also becomes a certified freak. Uh, God. <laughs> <sighs> the 11th hour, you just had to do it. She she and her companions <laughs> <laughs> she and her companions are are tempered and turn into primals themselves and become the primal known as Trinity Avowed. This hexadecimal from reboot looking ass babe uh, I, with trumpets on her head, <laughs> with bristling. trumpets on her head, and faces on her boobs. I love her. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's fantastic. Uh, so that—that's my second pick. I, I, you were you were talking about telling on yourself. You, this <laughs> mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was this was all for you. you <laughs> again, I will say Victor is the host on mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and Victor is the one who came up with this idea. So Victor had some things that he wanted to talk about to work That's what's happening to work here. through. Yeah. We're working yeah. through it together. It's like, is this, is this like a, a dial thing? Like Victor wants to put that like, just keeps turn nodding it like one more like, and turn it around. And yeah. I vowed to behave myself. Like I a Price really is Right crazy. guess, but with like monster fucker at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Barker, like you're all going to hell. Y'all need Jesus. The, the yodeling guy is just climbing higher and higher. <laughs> Do I stop? Get some, Do I stop? Gonna get some dragon bussy up here. I promise there were normal people on my short list. It wasn't until the last minute that I realized that I had... I had done a bad thing, and it was too late to go back. I'm sorry. Church is open 24-7, Victor. <laughs> Confession is never closed. Just opening this folder of JPEGs and being like, wait a minute. The fuck's <laughs> Am I here? the freak? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, on that note, Eric, how about you give us 
your bachelor number three. Okay, this this was a really difficult thing. I just want to say because I've been staring at this folder of characters I had to cut this list down to, and it is grieving in some ways that I have to to narrow this list down because there there are going to be many honorable mentions. Is all I'll say. Fourteen is an MMO about hot people and also Lollafells. So, uh, <laughs> with all that in mind. I was like, do I go for just one of the, you know, everybody knows Garrett, like, like, come on, everybody suggest them. I saw all the, you know, not to, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I saw some of the suggestions that were in the discord and stuff like that. Characters that are always agreed upon as the hotties. Do I go for the one that meant something special to me? And I got to go for the one that means something special to me. Uh, we'll talk about Serena mole here. Woo! Um, my favorite, maybe one of my favorite characters oh, in 14, definitely one of my favorite characters in Stormblood. Uh, I I love this character because she is all about what Stormblood is about, really, about this character that does not want to fight, does not seek violence, but understands that when violence is the only answer left, she does what has to be done, becomes a warrior and leads her people and uh, watching her journey and having her be the main character that you kind of follow through the Asm step was mm. fantastic. I loved her character development. I loved her go-getter attitude. I loved her optimism in spite of everything. And when she comes back in Endwalker, she is this completely different person. She has become a leader for her people. Uh, but what really sealed the deal for me was actually the Island Sanctuary quest. Oh, I just uh, did that. that yeah, yeah. Where, where it is her and another narrow miss for the list. Sadu uh, show up to hang out on your island. And I was just like, this character is so great. I love her. She's fantastic. She's adorable. Uh, she looks like she's having the best damn time going on a little beach trip. And I want everything in the world for this character specifically. I will fight the Garleans to the bitter end for Serena. So that is my choice. I thought you were I, saying that that Stormblood's like main theme is like being the meat in a bisexual sandwich. It, it is. It is. I mean, you want to talk about how the Asm step is just like the 14 developers being like, hey, Eric, we saw how much you liked Yugiri. Why don't you walk into the Asm step? This surely isn't a giant trap filled with hot dragon people that you might never want to leave. And then we'll make you leave. We'll put other content after this as if this is not the thing you always wanted in this video game. And I so, would honestly yeah. play. An ex I was reading about the, the, the 50 tribes uh, mm -hmm. that are on the step. And someone, um, I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head, but they drew a representation for every single one of those tribes. Yeah, and I've seen they're, those. Yeah, they're fantastic. I have some assets tops. And it's just there's so much there that I would gladly take another expansion just in the step. Yeah. And yeah. make it bigger, have all the tribes involved. Because you see like pockets of the tribes on the steps. And there's some mm -hmm. real weirdos out there, like just like the ones who just kidnap men. Damn right and there are. The ones who <laughs> marry their horses, the ones who drink their pee. And it's just mm -hmm. that's all that's all they have. Like the, there's only room for like the one or two descriptions. These guys drink their pee. These guys marry horses. It's just mm -hmm. give me an expansion with this whole thing, man. You're you're starving me here. But but that's you want to talk about telling on yourself with your list. This was 
I had to go, how many Al Raw characters am I going to put on this list? <laughs> that was that was the telling on myself for this. So Yeah, when when you said Stormblood characters, I was like, it's it's gotta be one of the 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 three trio. Yeah, one of the uh, one I of wasn't the sure which one. I figured it might be Sadu. But I Sadu was three. like number four on my list. Like, I love there are a couple was, now. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. It was real close. <laughs> Look, all I'm all I'm looking to be is is to be the third. That's that's all I'm looking for. I'm not that's looking fair. to break that's, anybody up. That's but what Sadie would kill you. Looking for too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sadie <laughs> will definitely just, kill you. I would no, not. no, no. What's what's his face? Magni. He's too busy like chasing Ishola or whatever, which like everybody in Eorzea is, and and he's he's missing the for the the trees for the forest. You know, he's got hot dragon ladies in his area, hot single locals <laughs> waiting to talk to him. Yeah, and he's and he's oh, I'm gonna go for the the cat girl lady that everybody pines for. Nah, nah. That you have no chance with whatsoever. When he, yeah. when Little he says, son. what's your name? And she says, Yastola, why? That is so related. That is just like, oh, that is a, a woman just telling you to F off mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Don't say one more word. Turn around and walk. But which one of your glamours are you wearing to pick her up? Mm, to pick her up, I've got that that lovely uh, suit combo that I wore over to your wedding, Victor, that I think would make for hey. a real nice trip to the Golden Saucer, which I think Serena would very much enjoy. She'd have so. a lot of fun with that. She'd have a fun oh, with yeah. like, um, what would she have the most fun with? Probably. We're going to do like, some Leap of Faith. We're going to do some Triple uh, Triad. We're going to do some, <laughs> you don't die in Leap of Faith. <laughs> you do some Lucky Air two, Force uh, One. Yeah. The, the one where the bombs blast you off a platform because a chocobo keeps getting stolen. I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll dodge Yojimbo's bamboo poles. Yojimbo's fun. I would do the, the roller coaster game with her. She'd have a great time with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd love that one. Nadia, you want to give us your number three? Number three is Golbez. Because mm. how could it not be? Mm. Okay, I'm yes. going to get through this yes. with as little spoilers as possible. I'm Can not to say the, the slideshow from the, the PAX East one. All <laughs> oh, right. At PAX East, we phase. did a, what was it, like problematic phase or something like that. Yeah. And I put Golbez yeah. and I put hot Golbez courtesy of because the picture was like of hot Golbez. I, yeah, you took a picture of hot Golbez fan art and put it in a slideshow and didn't tell me about it until like the day of. Yes. <laughs> you go, big guy. Yeah. But, but, oh, you go, so, big guy. So the problem is, is that you don't know. I know. FF14 Golbez is hot. Oh, I know. I'm willing know. to take this risk because, we dear just, God, pretty, pretty good know. idea. As like one of five people, including Victory, who like the after years, like those of us who like the after years on Twitter, we're just quivering, just waiting <laughs> for this man to take his, his helmet off and blow mm-hmm. everyone out of the water. If he takes it off and it's like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, the clown from it or something. Okay, fine. That's it's jokes on helmet. me. But <laughs> that, <laughs> takes out his helmet. That's a glowing, glowing uh, blonde no, lunarian know, hair. He's gonna. I was look about to say, so like, yeah, you know, he's gonna be hot. It's gonna be like. It's uh, gonna be so hot. And what's his name in his second form? Uh, Valthry. Like it's oh, gonna Valthry. be one of those. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, it's the Simpsons hair. bit of oh no, he's hot. No, it's uh, SpongeBob. Oh know, no, yeah. he's hot. I was yeah. I was thinking of Simpsons. Uh, stupid, stupid sexy, sexy Flanders. Flanders. Yeah. Stupid sexy Golbez. <laughs> oh yeah, we're he's gonna we're gonna get him in his uh, that the Dissidia costume oh, where it's he's be in his perfect. after years form and he's he's fused with the Shadow Dragon. He's gonna have 
Ashdaya fused. Ashdaya port is definitely going to be Shadow, which is the name of his. Definitely going to be the Shadow Dragon. Which Mm -hmm. interests me because Shadow in Final Fantasy IV was invincible. He, the party was saved by Rydia and Mist Dragon, but we fought Mist Dragon back in the burn. So who's going to save them from Shadow? Hmm. Hmm, who who has had dealings with Eidolons? Who who's our memoriate? I wonder I wonder who will have the key to defeating the invincible combination of Golbez and Ajdaya. Hmm. Do, do you think they're gonna bring Cecil in somehow? Well do you, uh, I was my assuming hope... that he's uh related to um, Zero. That was my guess. Mm-hmm. I I think Zero's more related to Aridia type. Uh, mm. My my dream would be if uh, we hear virtually nothing about Cecil, and all we learn is that that paladin statue in Zero's domain is of the the Cecil of the Thirteenth. Yeah, oh, right smack cool. dab yeah. in the middle of her. Her, the entryway to her domain is a, is a broken statue of a paladin. Mm. But so. going back to Golbez for half a second, uh, just, yes, he's kind of dangerous at this point. I'm definitely taking a risk. He's teetering, because of course Final Fantasy XIV, it's all a tribute to like other Final Fantasy games, but it doesn't always go exactly as you think it's going to go. So yes, he could be horrendously ugly, he could be terribly evil, but I think they're already getting to the point where they're saying, look, Rubicante obviously has like feelings for him, or it's just like you know, very loyal to him, and he says, look, there's something in him that's not corrupted, please rescue him. Now, what was, Golbez was not acting on his own in 4, so what, if anything, is controlling Golbez in the four, in 14? That's what I want to know. Yeah, also, um, he he might be our shard on the 13th. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I think, yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's a definite, because uh, I think, Oh, it's not Rubicante. Some somebody mentioned something about the light that used to be in mm. Golbez. There, there's a reference to Golbez and light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so eh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Great pick. Oh, I love that pick. I knew you'd like it. Um, I know you'd appreciate. But what minion are you giving him as a gift? Oh. Okay, like. I'm going to give him my curl kitten because I think he needs it. Now, I have a black one, but that's mine. I can't give away the black one. That's toothless. As she follows me everywhere in real life, so she follows me in the game. But, yeah, I give him one of my, my cutest minions, and that's one of the cutest ones I have. Mike, who is your bachelor number three? I think everyone knew it was coming. I think everyone knew. It's one of, one of our ringers, best of the best, the goat goat can't be stopped that's right i love alizé so much she's wonderful great wonderful character even though uh like graha and some others uh if you play through like a romber born and pretty much say most of heaven's word like alizé isn't a character yeah she's gone (laughs) (laughs) she's gone it's pretty much all and it's honestly enough how much it's alphano that it's surprising that they even created twins in the first place yeah um but then alice starts to get to do more and she's feisty and she's fun and you're talking about the the meat 
uh, in the the Serena being the meat in the bisexual sandwich. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The warrior you, of light you were the one that the was talking meat. about that. <laughs> yes, the warrior of light is the meat in the bisexual sandwich. That is Alice and Graha. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. In in yeah. that in that um, there's an anime. It's like um, my life as a villainess. All routes lead to doom, and it is about this main character who everyone else in the show, male and female, wants. And they all know everyone wants her, so they've come to sort of an understanding. Like, a, <laughs> it's fine. We can all go after her together. Oh, it's Tenchi Moyo. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, to a point, to a point. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, loose, but it's loose across analogy, the board. But, right. Yeah. But it's, it's across the board. Like, everyone knows, like, oh, no. Like, you like her, too. <laughs> yes, I do. Like, oh, uh, shit. Like, all Graha and Alice are that. Like both mm. of them definitely know the other wants to bang the warrior of light. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as long as they get to be there too, it's fine. They're fine with it. <laughs> so um, uh, Graha is one side of that. Alice is the other. Alice is a great character. Um, lots of fun. Very feisty. Very fiery. And uh, you get to go on a date in, in Walker. So. I always liked her. Uh, she has a very, very. She hides it or tries to hide it, but she has a very big heart. Like the, mm-hmm. I am personally very emotionally affected by the whole bit in um, Amarang with the what was it in at Journey's head with the hospice, like where she's there yeah. mm-hmm. helping the people die, euthanizing them when necessary, which is often. It's uh, just a very, very in, emotionally intense thing that she's. It's the kind of thing she does, but she won't go out there and boast about it or talk about it. It's just, she's like, I have this idea in my heart. I'm going to do it, and I don't have to justify it. She went off to do the whole Coil of Bahamut by herself. And one thing that's very sweet and very kind of heartbreaking is how much she loves her grandfather and how that was taken from her. And there's like a a trivia bit somewhere in the game where it mentions that like uh, the twins watched um, Louis Swa leave for Erosia and... Uh, when they were baby or when they were kids and Alphano was very kind of like calm and composed about it. But apparently Alizé was just like crying her head off. Like she is extremely emotional. She tries her best to rein it in, to be logical when necessary. She's a character I can relate to very, very much. Yeah. I think if I was making a list of my favorite characters in 14, just flat out Alizé would be pretty near the top. So, yeah. Uh, let's, Let's say she is having one of those bad days. Where do you take her to have a good old cry? <laughs> mm, probably, uh, I would say maybe something like Boge and Southern Front. Like a place with an ongoing conflict that can last <laughs> forever. <laughs> so she, Alice is definitely so she can a, a work it out character. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. let's just get out there and fight. And, and then we'll, we're, we're good. Like, oh. We're, we're understanding sure. that's you know as, and that's a that's a, a, a different feel from say Alphano who you mm-hmm, know Alphano mm-hmm. is definitely in that moment like in Charlie and when you go into the library it's like this is where you belong isn't it this is Charlie you know, like you're a nerd uh, Alpha, no, am I feeling down? Should we make a private military corporation to make uh, it feel better? 
one of my favorite bits in Endwalkers, actually, when you go back to Charlie and, and Alphano is just surrounded by all, everyone. He's so popular. Everyone loves him. Alizé has like three good friends. And like that whole mm-hmm. dynamic is me and my brother in high school and school because mm-hmm. I was like, I had a pack of really good friends that I kind of hung out with. But there was like, I was not Miss Popular. I had like, you know, maybe three close friends, but they were fine. I was good with that. My brother was just like golden. Like he just attracted everyone to him. It was just that, 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 that. <laughs> contrast was very like oh man that gets my heart that brings back memories also you can't um you can't no one can choose alphano because alphano is already taken um he's got uh, his wonderful dragoon who always <laughs> looks out for him that's so and cute i love that dynamic. is the ultimate pairing you can't take that i i i, I ship istinian and Amaric. i'm sorry that is i do that too is i'm kind of kind of my hardship right there dare both of you <laughs> you are going to take this tiny Ellison's boyfriend away over some nonsense. Be, be gone. Be gone. I think that brings us to our final pick. Yeah, who? what monsters are left on the, the panel uh, here? Uh, what we got? Cloud of Darkness? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Would, would you stick it in the Cloud of Darkness? Is this what's happening? <laughs> I think that's how you get rid of the clouds. Yeah, you have to actually stand in front of them to slow them down. Yeah. I already made my Void Scent pick. I'm not a greedy man, okay? Mm, mm-hmm. My bachelor number three combines my love of 1.0 lore with baffling localization mishaps. Oh, boy. Is this oh, boy. My, <laughs> my bachelor number three is the OG big bad. We're going Nail Van Darnis. How could I not see this coming? What was wrong with my head? Nail Van Darnus is a complicated character. Before 1.0 came out, and I was looking at all of the fascinating character designs and getting really excited about the lore and things like that, I saw the design for Nail Van Darnus, and I thought, the doctor is a woman. The English version of Final Fantasy XIV disagreed. The Japanese version of Final Fantasy XIV definitely made the Doctor a woman. Because Mm. Nail Van Darnus is actually the sister of Nail Van Darnus, Eula Darnus. Nail Van Darnus was killed in combat, and his sister Eula uh, uh, masqueraded as him Um, because she didn't want to tarnish his reputation. So she rose in the ranks. Uh, Many of Nail Van Darnus' exploits are actually Eula's. So when we got to, in the Japanese version, she's never referred to with gendered pronouns. Of course, Mm. in English, they refer to Nail Van Darnus as a he. So when when her, her helmet got blown off in the binding coil of Bahamut and revealed a woman, the English localization team did not know what to do with it because this had not been communicated to them. Oops. So they had to kind of dance around it and say, uh, Uriange gives some explanation about how, oh, it must be some sort of ethereal imprint that a f- that a woman in Nail's life made on him so in the afterlife he's taken on this form it wasn't until 
It wasn't until I knew it. I was about was to point it in here. I'm like, he's going to third impact us. <laughs> it wasn't until the Encyclopedia Eorzea that set the record straight for exactly what the relationship between Nail Van Darnus and Eula Van Darnus is. Um, more importantly, certified freak, baby. <laughs> Nail Deus Darnus is in the house. Oh, she God damn. is killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that lady. I mean, we, uh, in Binding Coil, we get that lovely recreation of the Riven Road. They, they, they knew that the, that the, the, the final battle of 1.0 was too good to completely scrap. So we get to re-experience it, reimagined in A Realm Reborn. And even then, they knew we needed a little bit more. So man, that ruby weapon fight, that's some thats some third impact. That's Dalamud is falling again. I'd merely like to point out, thanks to the medium of podcast, that as Vic was making this impassioned argument, I was slowly pointing out in our Discord how Nail Vendarn, well, sorry, Yulia, uh, moves along until she ends up in the monster. The, the, freak, the freak slider gets slowly, slowly yeah, inched further and further. Kids, this, like, is oh, what this, is okay. much, this is what too much 14 looks like right here. This is what happens. This is your brain on 14. <laughs> Not, I mean, that showing up on the scene, emerging out of Ruby Weapon in just a, a body horror yonic orifice surrounded by the the calamity around us i mean how can you say no to that i mean that's she uh, she's it's not just, too hard but she's it, delightful she, I, she's a real gem and i can fix her but maybe mm. i don't want to i can say as a dragoon main when i was running that ruby weapon ex for the mount i did at multiple times think this weapon got a dumper so uh, <laughs> as I was hitting those positionals, I was I, I get it. Yeah, you were hitting those positionals as I was. I, got, I actually got to do, do the weapons. Is that where you get the dragon mount? Uh, yeah, that's where uh, you some get of the them. Dragon. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the trial stuff where you do all the trials and the EXs and stuff. Yeah, I got to do that. The Ruby uh, one's really fun. I will run that anytime you want. But Ruby's fantastic. Yeah. We, oh, we we got to take you through the Sorrow of Wurlit stuff. That's all Primo Gaius. Yeah, I still stuff. I still have two mm. uh, weapons left. I just did the one where you pilot a Gundam, and that yeah. was pretty sick. I enjoyed. Oh, that. let's do it. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I was going to show maybe, that uh, to Cat to try and once again convince Cat to play Final Fantasy XIV, being like, "You literally pilot a mech in this game." I I didn't know this, but you do pilot a mech in this game. I mean, Sorrow of Whirlit and Eden, the the Final Fantasy VIII homage that's all about a lesbian couple. Oh, that's mm, great. I, mm -hmm. How have how have we not anyway? This is Whatever. like Autumn of Avatar, where we're just tricking Cat into watching things we, we know she it's will like. It's like wrapping medicine and cheese. That's the only way to work yeah, a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're putting peanut butter on, on the pill. <laughs> anyway, I, I believe uh, those are our 12 picks. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little commercial break. We're going we're gonna to tally up our picks, and we're going to come back with our definitive list, plus the community picks 
when we come right back to Charlie and Dropouts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Charlie and Dropouts Valention's Day special. And it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, we have tallied up everyone's top 12 lists. And we now have the definitive selection of the top 12 hotties in Final Fantasy XIV. First off, I want to know, let's, let's go around the circle real quick. Does anybody have any predictions does anyone does anyone think they they have an idea of of who's going to be close to the top here? So, I noticed <laughs> that there were some ringers in the top, uh, and one of them that appeared in in the top five of every list was my pick, Nafika. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. it's a good pick, so, I have to say. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think she's a strong contender. Uh, Amaric is also mm-hmm. a high choice for a number of people. So I, I see them, uh, you know, dueling at the top. But of course, one is a goddess. Uh, so Amaric gets wiped off the earth. Poor guy. What a way to go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's also, worse ways to go. Now now that we've seen everybody's picks, and, and, and there was very little crossover in, in all of our choices, is anyone regretting not picking someone that they knew might have might have been close to the top. Does anyone have have a pick that they they think they should have gone with after seeing everyone else's choices? I think it's amazing none of us picked Ishtola. I'm just saying. I'm surprised. Like, I'm shocked. Yeah. 
Mine yeah. was so so, I guess it was so obvious everyone figured well, someone else will pick it's her. It's the easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like, yeah, she's kind of in, like already ascended to, to platinum status. But, so but we're it, not here for the easy picks. We're not. We're here for the ones that we care about. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, will, I will say uh, Thancred and Ishtola were the surprise, were, were the sort of the Oscar uh, mix where you assume someone else will pick it, so you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. like, oh, so everyone Street, assumes that yeah. someone else okay. will, will pick it, <laughs> so no one does. And then you're like, wait, I, I thought all, all of you guys were going to pick the clear winner. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> And Victor's like, nope, I'm opening the monster box. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, without further ado, I think it's time we, we count down this definitive list. At number 12 is Isold Covey. Hmm. At number 11, we met... Sorry, Eric. We we take we take a ranking, all right? We take a ranking. <laughs> yeah. Is it fair and democratic? Yeah. Got process? on the list. Yeah. Ishtola didn't. number 10 Eula Darnis wow Wow. number 9 Alize and this this, uh, during the commercial break I was talking about the shameful choices of my compatriots (laughs) this this was one of them she's she's pretty low on the list that is surprising yeah I like it I, I mentioned this in the break, but like I, I am an older sibling. And so I, I very much see like Alpha No Alize Grahatia as like younger sibling type characters to my Warrior of Light. So that that factored into a lot of my choices. So sure. And I think we've figured out why she's not my type. She's <laughs> not normal. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Humes, ew. Elizen, ew. How many limbs she got? Not <laughs> yeah. enough. <laughs> uh,. Speaking of number eight, Penthesilea. Well, so, I'm not surprised, to we, be honest. We we've knocked out my picks already, so I've got no skin in the game anymore. Number seven, Yugiri Mistwalker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go with number that. six. Here's a surprising place, Grahatia. He should be higher. What's wrong with y'all? Uh, <laughs> y'all did that to Alice. Down too. Okay, we yeah. hate each other now. Charlotte dropouts Sorry, disbanded yeah. over wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number five, we have Aaronville. Yeah, good mm-hmm. pick. Good. Pretty pick. pretty good ranking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for a relatively minor NPC, I would say. Mm-hmm. Number four, we're in the top four now. So so no matter what, this is all good. Okay. These are good places. Wait 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 mm-hmm. wait. This no is reason great to a complain meet. about some of these. Wait wait. How did Golbez end at the top four? How did he not get to <laughs> so, Number four is our boy Golbez. Yeah. Wait, how did Golbez end up in the top four? <laughs> Y'all know how he ended up there. I willed yeah. it. Yeah. Because he, speaking of meat, he's a slab of a man. Oh, and a, man. <laughs> he deserves it. And listen, number four for our man from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, there you go, Destiny. That, so, so, so we saw uh, uh, Nadia, mine, and Eric's list. Vic's uh, list choice was not seen. 
But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that means Golbez had to be at the top of Vic's list. Yeah, Mike is <laughs> requesting the data. <laughs> he, he was he was very very close. I I have to give it to to Golbez. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Serena. Woo! Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Let's swooping go. Swooping in from the Azim step. Number two, we have the gentleman himself, Sir Emmerich. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Emmerich. He, when I picked him, it was just like, how could you go wrong with him? He's so, he's the kind of person you aspire to be. And at number one, the twin adders themselves. <laughs> <laughs> It's our lady, Nafika, goddess of fertility. Uh, how, did, how did you refer to it before? Like uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters? Like- <laughs> Saturday Night Slam Masters. Oh, uh, uh, a, a bankable slam piece, I believe That's is right. what I said. I can't yeah. believe we, we started this podcast with like, <laughs> Mm, mm, yes, Booba. And then we got through a bunch of like really heartfelt, passionate arguments about these characters that mean a lot to us. And then we end it with, mm, yes. but when it comes down to it, Booba. Yeah, Booba so is the final word. What I, what I'm getting is that you're you're not all opposed to the the idea of giant transcendental women with huge boobs. You're just very picky about your transcendental giant women with huge boobs. Yes. Okay. I see how it is. Yes. I just picked the wrong ones. You pick the ones that look like they they were biblically accurate, you know? You pick the ones that look like spiders. the bad books. People generally don't associate spiders with sexiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're looking for Song of Solomon, not Book of Revelations. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little, another Bible joke for y'all. So let's we we got to get to it. What are our honorable mentions? Who who did we who did we cut? Um, uh, Eric, I, I want to hear some of some of the ones that uh, you had to leave on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, I want to shout out a few. Like I mentioned, Sadu was like up right mm-hmm. to the wire there. Um, I also want to mention Fordola, uh, who I yeah. think is honestly a character yeah. that I really do like in uh, the you know the story of fourteen. I think has a really great arc. And uh, I do have to shout out uh, the one, the only Emmett Selk. Uh, of course, yeah. Because everybody loves uh, a trash man, and he is yeah, king yeah. of the trash man. So, you know, shout outs to Emmett Selk. We we remember that he once lived. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so uh, no Mike. one no one chooses the, uh, he's, speaking of not my choice, uh, Thancred would uh, Thancred and Ari Stola would probably have been the major ones that I left off. Sure, for sure. Be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. No one chooses the uh, the mighty dump trucks of Xenos. Uh, I am not a Xenos was, fan. I'm was sorry. Was Enix uh, correct in I don't, writing him off as I don't hard think there as are possible? Many Xenos fans in in the 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 Charlian dropouts. Family. I'm very sorry because I know there's a lot of fans out there who love him. I will say the yeah. final battle with him is really intense. It's one of the it's up there with like battling Luca Blight for me. Now you yeah, want to talk it, about Zero or you want to talk Ooh. about Shinryu? No. <laughs> Shinryu, and now we're talking. Oh God, just throwing the garbage right now. Uh, Mike, Mike, who who did you have to cut from your list? Uh, like I said, uh, Thancred and, and Ishtola were uh, uh, probably the the bigger cuts from my list. Like mm-hmm. characters I'd look, who I'd be like. Yeah, all right. I see you. I see you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 
maybe jamming way? Ah, uh, jamming way, so cute. Yeah. Pudding way, go for a pudding way. I say, I say, bring back tweeting way. I have a desktop someone drew of tweeting way tweeting. While behind him, the moon is crashing into uh, the uh, Etheria. So, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. pretty cute, pretty cute. I love tweeting way. Uh, no, there's a lot of uh, little fun characters that uh, everyone just recently got uh, amorous about Beaton, uh, who is about our what? resident, oh, yeah. resident <laughs> carpenter. <laughs> the dick uh, joke. There's room for never... one, one onanism joke. I thought I told you. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't all be amorous about Beaton all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Final uh, Fantasy 14 players are going gaga for Beaton. <laughs> Yes, if, if you have not done the uh, most recent Valentine quest or the Carpenter um, yeah. quests, oh. and you don't know anything about Master Beaton. Mm. Mm-hmm. Master Beaton. Oh, God, I just got that. Um, since uh, Carpenter was my first crafting class, I have a, a soft spot for him. But he already has a boyfriend. Uh, Nadia, who did you leave behind? Uh, one major one I left behind was... Uh, Sidorgu from mm, the mm-hmm. Dark Knight quests because yeah. I like characters who are just kind of a little bit dumb but also very sincere and Sid- Sidorgu has a very interesting sort of personality for a Dark Knight like when you meet Frey you're like this guy was a Dark Knight born and bred obviously but Sidorgu is definitely he became a dark knight because he wants to protect and he has to learn what that means, which leads to him being bullied by Mughals until he cries. And I think that's just one of the funniest moments in actually in in any job quest where he's trying to learn what love is from the Mughals and they're all just torturing him like back and forth. And he's just like, there's a point where he's like quoting to himself, you know, love is patient, love is kind. Ah, sod this. And he just almost completely loses it. What does he says? I'll rip off your palm and stuff down your throat, you free little shite. Like he absolutely despises Mughals. But he has like such a serious, like hard edge to him as well. And I also like the fact, as horrible as it is, when the aura were first revealed, people thought like, oh, these are dragons, right? As Eric has mentioned dragon ladies several times already mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the case. They think maybe, they're not sure where aura come from. The, the guess is void scent, if anything. But uh, Sidorgu, he and his family fled to, to um, Ishgard after the, the Garleans chased them off the steppe. And they were all killed except for Sidugru because the Ishgardian thought they were dragons. So I like that they took that sort of fan lore, that fan guessing yeah. of what this is, and turned it into a story point. And it makes a lot of sense. They do look like dragons. Of course, Ishgard was like, kill them because, I mean, as the Dark Knight quest kind of demonstrates, there's like this whole contingent of heretics who have like drunken dragon blood, but they, you know, they don't show the effects of it until much later. In the case of Riddell, who uh, Sidorgu protects, like she was kind of conceived that way. And it's a, it's a really interesting story. But what I like most about it is that R- you find out how Riddell's mother just abused her for years and years, like just terribly. And then when time comes, like, and Riddell says, kill her to uh, Sidorgu, he does it. He doesn't hesitate. He's just like, what is your decision? Okay, 
none of this like, oh, well, she's your family. Oh, well, this and that. Oh, well, maybe you should listen. But no, she said very plainly, I hate you. I will always chase you until you're dead. So he, she said, then die. And he killed her. He, he did it for her. But not until, you know, she gave him the okay. So, yeah. He's pretty awesome. That's a good pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, another short one, um, Anor, because she's crazy in bed. Woo! I just want mm-hmm. a night with Anor. Yeah. That's it. Nadia I... with this long diatribe about someone's <laughs> great story. And then an Anor, great lay, let me tell you. <laughs> I... Uh, I I did have a joke that I thought was maybe in poor taste about um, uh, when when Isuld fuses with with her two uh, 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 compatriots close enough to two other men to make Anor Cockburn blush because uh, they are now one. They have she become does a beast not, with three backs. She does not. Hi- one of my favorite moments with her is like first of all she's always talking about screwing. Oh, what's his name? Ochre Boulder and Hori Boulder. And Hori Boulder, yeah. So she's a freak. She doesn't hide it at all. And then Grahawk comes NPC? You've never met Aenor? Oh my gosh, she's a scion. Who is this? If you go back to the Prey Return to the Waking Sands, if you actually look at the other characters inside your little clubhouse as a scion, there are all these other characters. Her actual name is Aenor Cockburn. A-E-N-O-R. Technically, right now, if you want to go hunt her down, she is uh, hanging out in Gridania, sort of near... Uh, yeah, she's the, like uh, near the a- the um, Aether, Aether Stone. Yeah, yeah but, so, so she, if you've watched her grow which is over a word. time and you actually pay attention, she essentially meets up with the Boulder Brothers and then over time... Turns them into a harem. Okay. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> yeah, there is definitely yeah. some incest. And they're going fairly, on yeah. and they're fairly explicit about it. Yeah, they're everyone surprisingly likes, explicit about it. Everyone likes to think they would be the warrior of light in their fourteen isekai, but this is who everyone would be if they got isekai'd into Aorzia. Yeah. Is they'd be some random scion off in the corner, just like inventing fantasies about the Boulder brother. That's yeah. nothing. Like when when Graha joins, she's like jealous because they're paying attention to graha like oh cool look at this guy from space time and she's like oh i gotta get i gotta separate them all but wait a minute what if he joined us and it's like you know what i can appreciate that (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh what what other picks you got for us nadia is that it uh shoot i had someone else in mind but now i'm like totally blanking on who they are but i mean zero is such an easy one for me like yeah yeah uh i I mean what i just got it bad for goth ladies why are you asking us what what monsters did you leave off the list? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Before we get to the monster fucking, one more I, I got to bring up. Uh, Gaius Van Balesar did not come yeah. up. And Gaius I, Van Balesar is the daddy to end all daddies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very surprised. Um, so, yeah. Uh, some of my picks were it was really hard to say no to Shady Smock. I don't know if any of you know oh. her. She is the uh, All Saints Wake NPC. She's the Makote lady in um, the bustier doing the Makote bent over pose. With the uh, clown nose. Only in the last year. She, because uh-huh. she's a member of the Continental Circus. Uh-huh. And as you know, all the members of the Continental Circus are void sent who have taken human form. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, the the clown daddy is really hot. <laughs> I have to say that. Like. <laughs> 
the first night, the first uh, time he showed up on the artwork for not this, not this year, but last year's uh, All Saints celebration, I just said to my friends and my Discord, "Man, I really want to f the clown. This is really bad, guys." <laughs> and the one of my friends has major like clown phobia, so she was like. Aah! The way you pull this every time where you're like, check out this cute <laughs> Makote character who's actually a demon clown. Like, oh. it's OK. I've only got one more of those. Um, so <laughs> the other one, the other one that I had to drop was Ashalia Benargan Dalmasca, uh, Princess you. Ash. Oh, that's a yeah. Uh, yeah, she is certainly somewhere. We haven't seen her. We probably never will because as far as we know, the Save the Queen quest line has ended. But uh, Matsuno laid a breadcrumb trail using Fran and a bunch of other NPCs implying that uh, she has been asleep somewhere for 30 years and uh, is lurking in the shadows to um, prepare a revolution against the Imperials which doesn't look like it's going to matter all that much anymore because they didn't tell Matsuno where Endwalker was going. So, uh, yeah, we we may see her, we may not. Along those same lines, uh, Messia uh, Vatyash, who is one of the main NPCs from Save the Queen, um, Femro represent, uh, had to have her in there. Um, At least she didn't choose, like, a, like a bomb. A bomb. An actual, an actual bomb. <laughs> well, what what are those now, hold giant on. moon sand monsters up on the moon where they just got like the big gaping face and the two hands? They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want some uh, of that. Speaking of goopy monsters, uh, <laughs> what's better than two B? A whole mess of two Bs oh, all combining no. into one giant no. two B. Not, not goopy. <laughs> Not Goopy. <laughs> That's right. It has a name, huh? Compound 2P from Puppet's Bunker. Dear you're Lord. not wrong, but <laughs> you're not supposed... Everyone, when they saw Compound 2P, was like, you know what? Okay. We're all going to move on from this. We all know what each other is thinking, and we're all going to keep playing this video game. Yeah, it's one of those things like Omega. Like, you're just like... Oh, I haven't okay. finished yeah. Omega yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And then more goop um, monsters, huh? <laughs> I didn't bring up Thancred because I figured what's better than one daddy issues, three daddy issues all combined into one freak that you can metaphorically and literally kill the fate breaker from the Eden raids, uh, where it's Thancred, uh, uh, innocence, Vothri and, um, uh, Ranjit combined into one uh, uh, mess of therapy for Reen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Express therapy coming through. Boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah. Open your yeah. mouth. And, and it's interesting because that design is a lot like the hot gold ass that you Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the picks that we had to leave behind. But we're not the only horned up freaks, no. The nasty little piggies over at our Discord also told on themselves. So here's a few choice picks from our listeners. Uh, we had quite a few. Um, people people love talking about who they like in FF14. Who would have thought? Um, but we have Valexia says, Yestola, because Catmom. Yep, only mention fair. of Yestola. 
Uh, uh, Desico64 says the Admiral, uh, Merlva Blofusvin, mm. uh, for mm. that still awesome jacket. That Femro is an awesome Supreme. jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Horror takes the other rule sister and says, let's go with Yumitra. Smart, bookish, mm. adventurous, adventurous, and lacks the complicated workplace romance entanglements of her sister. <laughs> true, true. Uh, Ruka says, my warrior of light. Aww. She's strong and cute. She can save me anytime. Adorable. Aww. That's adorable. Rabid Nelson says zero because she'll always yeah. be number one in my heart. Zelysium, always Tataru. The return on investment is unmatched. Did you know Tataru officially has Paramours? She has men who are serving her. Like she's Hell just yeah. gallivanting so, of everywhere. Of course Tataru so, so, does. Yeah. Are so you kidding brings, me? Brings me to my, my, my primary question. All races can have children with other races, but we yes. do not see them a ton. It's like Ehrenwald is like one of them, and he's Hilda still most also great, like in Brunhild. But like they're so rare. So yeah. what about that? That like Ellis and Lalafell, or that Miko Lalafell? I really want to see a Miko Lalafell so bad. Lalafell. It's like jail. when I was when I was <laughs> when I was a pet groomer, uh, we had a client who was a German Shepherd bred with a corgi, and we also had a Labrador Retriever bred with a corgi. And these things should not have been. So I'm thinking that's what you would look like if you bred. Oh my god! Like there is a gay couple, a Roe and a Lalafell, and I don't think they can breed. They're both male, but geez, like I hope the little guy is in bottom. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Uh, just a, a classic skitty on Waylord situation. Skitty. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember uh, Gen, Gen 3 of Pokemon was a was an interesting time. Shout out to my Waylord in Pokemon Go named Rob's mom. <laughs> Is this a sting operation? Did I walk into a sting <laughs> operation? <laughs> oh, speaking of Pokemon, I was going to say Penthesilea is like if someone made a sexy Volcarona. Oh, um, yeah. I know what Pokemon yeah. that is. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's Basil time says for seer Klihia from the Arcanist quest line. You never forget your first cute NPC pal, but from her always just as Keikaku esque, constantly evolving stratagems to her overcoming the adversity that living in the lands of pirates offers. She's an early, but strong contender to win any fresh newly minted warrior of lights heart. And while she may rarely stray from Guildmaster Caridtia's side nowadays, it'd be nice to give her a chocolate just to let her know she's being thought of. Mm. That's nice. Zubatman um, says, Lease for inspiring a nation and for looking fine as hell in that red dress. I went back and forth on that one. I yeah. this this might be controversial. Uh Ida over Lease. This sure. that, that is my that is my uh decision. I think a lot of people believe that. I like both. Like I know there's a lot of problems people have with Lease, but I always liked her, so I don't know. I like her. I like her a lot. Oh, and uh and, and Mom Lavelia, yeah, also. Oh yeah, I I yeah. can't believe Emilians hasn't come up. Oh, how could she? Oh my god, she how w- could I forget Emilians? I'm so sorry. Yeah, she she so she was on my short list, but uh, it was too normal. So uh... oh god, <laughs> but she didn't transform into a monster. At any she had point two in the legs story. and two arms and two eyes. Forget it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna glamour her in the uh, the Scylla outfit from Crystal Tower and just okay. give her three three dog heads. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dog, no, you the, go. Can you imagine a Chanel walking out on that? Hi ho! Oh my God! What is going on? 
Z Z Z Seven Eleven. I don't know how you pronounce your name. It says Mila, the head of the Gladiators Guild, because she has to mm. deal with Aldous and is awesome. I agree. I agree. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good quest line. Doctor Zoidberg says, or Chiffon Greystone. Yeah, I was surprised so he didn't come up like mm-hmm. Ishtola. Yeah. Uh, that's bad because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> says the guy who just brought up Lalafell uh, interracial relations. Uh, Thumbscar says Hilda. Yeah. She knows yeah. what's important to her and she keeps it in her sights. Mad respect for staying in Ishgard and helping a community build something that they can be proud of. Mm-hmm. And so to Hilda, my Valention's chocolate goes. Ah. Uh, I have, I remember now one that I left off, if I may have it another few minutes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hithlidaeus. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a Hith, beautiful yeah. man. Hith, he is the first one you meet in the Tempest, like, who can tell you a little bit of, like, what the hell's going on here. And the thing I love about him is he's just, like, he, everything rolls off his back. Even being banished to the moon is, like, kind of a, a phantom. It's just... You explain to him what's going on. Like Emmett Selk told us, Emmett Selk is responsible for everything going on, everything going down, and he just laughs and says, "How typical! Like, how could you?" <laughs> I, uh, in general, I feel bad for the Asian lovers who didn't get much representation this episode. I don't think any of us picked an ancient. Definitely no. hard to to pick. Yeah. Like, I like Vinat, and of course, I just said I like Hithlidaeus. He has that line, yeah. uh, "Farewell, my new old friend." That just gets me every time. Um. To finish off Thumb, Thumbscar's submission, uh, snouts down, tails up, cock that firearm and listen well, because Hilda eats two things, chocolate and the rich, and she's all out of chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that muzzle down, tail up, a, an expression of theirs, of the hounds? Uh, it's an expression somewhere, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, Beware the Slimes says, I vote Alize for being a level-headed level headed badass who is really just a big softie when you get to know her. Yeah. We we may argue how level-headed she can be, but yeah, at this point in time, level m- more level-headed than she has been in the past. She's grown up a lot, and yeah. she's level-headed when it counts. Like, if something needs to be done, she will be there. She's dependable. Well, I, I think that's it. We've got the definitive list. We have input from the community. We have... A real beat on who's hot and who's not in the world of Final Fantasy XIV. And that's it for this year's Charlie and Dropouts Valention's Day special. If you enjoyed this episode, there's more where that came from. Charlie and Dropouts is a member of the Acts of the Blood God podcast family. So head on over to patreon.com slash bloodgodpod for all of your RPG podcast needs, as well as our monthly Charlie and Dropouts roundtable episodes at the $5 level, where we talk about everything going on in the world of Final Fantasy XIV. Bachelorettes, where can people find you and what else do you have to plug? Eric? You can find me at cmoosey on Twitter. Uh, I, by day, I'm over at destructoid.com, writing the news, reviews, and other things going on. And at night, you can find me on both Acts of the Blood God as one of the regular co-hosts. And on Normandy FM, once we come back from our temporary hiatus, once Ken's mouth is healed, uh, then we will be talking all about <laughs> near and near automata so uh look forward to that no compound 2p in that not interested no (laughs) but i am gonna make ken watch the raid videos because that is crucially important to the lore i think Uh, it it sure is yeah. yeah uh uh mike what do you got going on 
Uh, you can find me every day at fanbyte.com at the link show writing about Final Fantasy XIV. You can also find my newsletter weekly, Stuff Worth Knowing, where I talk about all of the tech, gaming, uh, and entertainment news that is worth knowing. It is frequently boring, but it is all important. Uh, and you can find me every day on Twitter at AutomaticZen, that's Z-E-N. And Nadia, yourself? Uh, well, of course, I am the co-host of the Axel Blood God podcast. You'll find me on the Discord. You'll find me everywhere to do with the podcast. Um, I am at Nadia Oxford on Twitter. I also am on Retronauts quite a bit. So I have episodes going up there every month. Check them out. Yeah. What? What? what uh, there's been some really good Retronaut stuff lately. What, what are some of the recent episodes or what do you have coming up that you can talk about? Uh, we actually had recently a very good episode about queer representation in games. And yeah. Final Fantasy XIV came up there a lot, obviously, because... A lot of people have discovered their gender identity through the game and playing as other characters, other races, other, like, you know, genders and whatnot. So, yeah, we just go over that. We go over how games were, how queerness was represented in past games and how the future looks. And it was a good episode. I, I recommend it. Fantastic. As for myself, I'm over on Twitter at Victor E. Hunter, Victor, the letter E, Hunter. And uh, I'm I'm just doing a bunch of Charlie and Dropout stuff. Uh, I've got a monthly monthly weird episodes on the free feed, so check them out. They're strange, and uh, I I hope they find their audience. Uh, but we've got a lot of uh, a lot of really fun stuff planned for for uh, the next few months. So come check it out. But that's it for us. Be sure to come back for next year's Valentine's Day special, where we count down the top 12 ships that we consider morally reprehensible. That's it for the Charlie and Dropouts gang. See you next time. But uh, I will say I'd probably have to, if you're all just going to be monster fuckers straight up, I'm kind of <laughs> sad I didn't get to include Vitra. Uh, his older Vitra, yeah, Aro yeah. Fan is pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. I could see you it. You have no one but yourself to blame. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a real moment where I was thinking about putting Sukiyomi on here where I was uh, like, um, uh-huh. I see Nadia with the, uh, if it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs>